Welcome to the People Priority Podcast, where we dig into topics that help you show up as your best self for you and your circle of influence. I'm your host, Julie Schneers, a teacher turned speaker, teen culture consultant, and leadership growth coach who loves people. Join me every week for conversations that will motivate, educate, and hopefully just inspire you to grow through the power of communication, connection, and confidence. Because you and your people, you're worth it. All right, today I want to talk about who are your people. I know it's the People Priority Podcast. You kind of launch straight into leading your people, but I really want to spend some time honing in who your people are. I do a lot of executive coaching, C-suite, nonprofit, for-profit, wide variety, but most of them are their leaders in their business space, in their companies, at their universities. However, I don't want the mindset of this podcast to be that we are dedicating to business. However, we are, we're dedicating to business, we're dedicating to education, but we're dedicating to the moms in the field who are mom lifing it with their children in their home because we are all leaders in some form or fashion and who we're leading, it does change from place to place because your circle influence is like this hula hoop that sits around you and moves wherever you go. Your people are whoever your circle of influence is in that meeting or in that space. So today I really want to dissect who your people are, how we're aligning ourselves as leaders and what we can do in the realm of following the right people, because who your people are, whether you're leading or following is really impactful. So who are the people that I'm talking about in the people priority? It's who you lead wherever you are. You know, when I first started in this journey of speaking and consulting and all the things, I really thought, and I know you know this if you listen to episode one, I'm just going to stay in the education realm. This is where I'm going to be. And this is where I fit. This is what I know. But I learned very quickly that education is one piece of the puzzle who might not always want to bring in outside people. And businesses are another piece of this really big puzzle. And they are willing. And right after COVID, we're all dying for a little bit extra relationship building and increasing communication skills because it's not life's not Zoom. So I learned very quickly that even though I was being told to niche down and I wanted that to be education, that it wasn't going to be education, be business. But then I, my heart didn't feel good about niching down in business because that's not my heart. My heart was in people and teams and in my world of education that that just naturally existed. And it wasn't until I had really spent some time working with different companies and school districts when I learned my niche is neither education or business, it's people. People in general, there's no niche down because people in general are trying to learn and grow. People in general have an opportunity to step up as a leader. So I want you to hear me say, no matter who your circle of influence is, no matter what your space is, you're a leader. You're a leader in your space. And I talk a lot about circle of influence. Who is your circle of influence? Well, your circle of influence are, are the people in your space. Imagine if you have this hula hoop and you put it around your body. It's probably a really big hula hoop, not one that we would play with when we were children. It, it's a big hula hoop. If you're a teacher, when you're in the classroom, your circle of influence are those kids. 
But when you walk from your classroom to the meeting room with your other professional teachers, you are also sitting in a space that you are the circle of influence. If I'm a CEO of a company, of course, my circle of influence might be my employees that day. It might be my clients. If I'm in the medical field, it's for sure my patients, but it might also be the nurses that I work with. It might be the crew that goes into surgery with me. If I am in fast food industry, it might be the random people that walk in and have coffee every Monday morning. That might be part of my circle of influence, but my staff for sure is part of my circle of influence. And then when I leave the office and I go home, you know who else is your circle of influence? Your family. When I leave to go to that board meeting, that those people are my circle of influence. So your circle of influence changes wherever you are because you all are leaders. We're all leaders. Now, what I don't want you to hear is that everybody should be standing on the chairs, being a leader and making a change. That's not exactly leadership. Leadership might very well be that you're sitting down and listening. Matter of fact, my very favorite leadership tips are to sit and listen so that you have more information and a better understanding. But I do want to break down people into two categories. People we should or need to lead, category one. Category two is people we should or need to follow. So if we are breaking it into two categories of people, and of course, we're just going to roll with the title, making these our priorities. I'm going to start with the word be intentional because being intentional cross applies to either category and it cross applies to every type of leader. So, so let's just break that down for just a second. If I am talking about who I should lead, how I lead those people, whether they are in the boardroom with me or they're my kids at home matters. So as a leader, and let's just stay in the home space for a second. I feel like that translates to everyone. If I am in the home space, which I am a leader of because I'm a mother, I'm not the only leader because I, my husband is there. So there are two leaders and sometimes I do need to follow him. Sometimes I do need to learn from, work with, shut my mouth and listen to. Just because I'm a leader in that space doesn't mean I'm the only leader. But it does mean that my kids are looking up to me. It does mean that as a leader, I'm creating culture in that space. So the question of what kind of culture do I create with the people in my circle of influence is a really impactful question for us to ask. As a mom, what kind of culture am I creating at home? And you know what feels heavy? It feels heavy that we go to work and we learn about how to do our jobs and we have to go professional development to be better at our jobs. And now I'm saying you should also do professional development for how to be better for your people and not just your job, right? So the job piece is heavy and we want to unplug and we want to come home. And I will say, I think there's absolutely a necessary time and need to unplug and just be at home. Self-care I'm a huge advocate for taking care of you is a part of being able to take care of your circle of influence. And we're going to talk more and dig into that also, but there still has to be this level of being intentional at home because those people are still your circle of influence. And if we've left all the skills that we've learned in the workspace and we don't bring any of those skills home, we are losing the opportunity to be the most important leader of all, in my opinion. 
your home space is a place that you should be developing culture for. So if we start big picture and we break it back down, what do you want your culture to be like? That's what we do when we have team focus meetings. So what are, what are some pillars of your culture that you, you want it to feel and embody in this space? And people will share out words. We create, we create a culture building map. Same thing with my family though. Like, what do I want those big pieces to be? What are the pillars that I want my kids when they leave my house to go, my home was X, Y, Z. I feel X, Y, Z in my home. And if I'm just throwing out words for fun, because we're talking about creating your focus, I want my home to be a place that my kids can communicate with me. I want, I want them to be able to talk to me. So how do I create that? I want my kids to feel like it's a safe haven that they can come to no matter what. So how do I create that? And I want my, my home space to be fun so that when they leave for college, they still want to come back and hang out with me. So how do I create safe, fun, and open environments? If those are my pillars, I'm not saying those need to be your pillars. I mean, they can be anything. We're all different. We have different needs and different families, just like we do in companies and schools. What are your pillars? But if those are my pillars, the next question is, how do we create that? How do we create that culture for our people knowing that I am a leader and it is my job to build that culture. I do have to take care of me. I do have to unplug, but I also need to remember to be intentional with my people, my people and this example being my family. So if you're a mom listening, I hope that you dissect all of the words or a dad or an aunt or an uncle, dissect all of the words and the examples and the interviews that we're going to do on this podcast and, and the leadership tips that I'm going to take. And I want you to put the perspective in your brain that you are a leader. So when I am talking about leadership, I am talking about you. Every single person listening is a leader in some form or fashion in their space. That is us leading well in our space. That is us thinking about the people we are leading. Now, the other category was the people we should or need to follow. My mama always said, you are who you hang with. And I hated it when she said that every single time. And I swear she said it a million times. I'm going to blame my brother for that most because he was the constant reminder in our home. Jonathan, I love you. <laughs> but my mom would frustrated with a decision that we had made or that a friend had made or she had heard about a friend had made, or maybe we were with a friend or, you know, all the things. If you're a parent, you know, if you were ever a child, you know, you get it. So you are who you hang with. And her mind was, you are creating this feel for not only who you are, how you think about yourself, but also how other people see you. Now I am a recovering people pleaser and perfectionist to a flaw, just full transparency. I am not saying we need to always care what other people think. I'm not saying that. Matter of fact, I, I am saying the opposite of that. I'm saying that you should care enough about yourself that you are thoughtful and again, intentional about who you are with the people in your space and who you are seen as for those that are looking up to you as a leader. What do they see with the people you surround yourself with? What do they learn? What are your kids learning? from the people that you are around? I think that's an important question to ask. So when I say, who are people you need to follow? I love thinking through, I want to follow someone I can learn from. 
That is one element. And you know what? That sometimes is very uncomfortable because that requires us to put ourselves in spaces with people that we might not feel completely confident in. We might be a little uncomfortable and not many of us love and welcome being uncomfortable. That's also something I'm working on because it grows us. That's why I'm taking Pure Bar because I'm trying to own being uncomfortable. I don't love Pure Bar. I'm almost 5'10". The bar is too short for me. <laughs> I'm not very flexible and I'm, I don't look beautiful. I was never a dancer. So some of those moves, I look like this Oompa Loompa trying to navigate what I can't do gracefully, but I'm still going because I'm trying really hard to push myself to be uncomfortable. I know that it's good for my body. I know that Pure Bar has so many perks to it. It's why I'm going to just keep saying yes, because it is good. It just makes me uncomfortable because I don't feel like I fit there. I don't feel like I'm good at it. Just because we're uncomfortable doesn't mean that we should back out of a space or back out of a circle. If you're uncomfortable for the right reasons, let's clarify that. If you are growing because of the people around you, if you are learning from the people around you, if you admire the people around you, put yourself in that space more because you are going to feed off of the people around you. If you insert yourself with people that are negative Nancy's, guess what? That is going to bleed off on you. Just like if you are a negative Nancy at home with your kids, that's going to bleed off onto them. So who I want to be as a leader still does link to the people that I follow and surround myself with. If I want to grow and learn, I might have to put myself in new spaces. If I want to make friends who are positive and kind or engaged in the community, I might have to put myself in uncomfortable situations. I might have to find more. I might have to put myself in a new circle of friends. And that can be hard. Sometimes we like the comfortable place where people just put up with the negativity because it's easy or they make bad decisions together and that's where you'd rather be. So it's just easier to blend. Leveling up can be difficult, but I think it's a challenge worth taking. So as we're talking through all these pieces of who are your people, who do you follow? Who are the people that you spend time soaking in? Who are the people that you run with? Who are the people that you call when you have a concern or a frustration? And you know, there's all kinds of people that we need in all different seasons of our lives. It's okay if your people change. It's okay if you have more than one style of group in your life. You might have a group that you're comfortable with and a group that you learn from, a group that you volunteer with. That's okay. Think through episode two, Legacy Lens. Who am I? Who do I want to be seen as? Who do I want to be known as? And are the people that I have in my circle of influence contributing to my legacy and who I want to be? Or are they harming my growth? Are they holding me back? I think sometimes we sit in a comfortable space rather than fighting for new because we don't want to go through the uncomfortable I hope this challenges you to not only think about how you want your legacy to be seen and felt and known, but also how the people in your circle of influence are feeding your legacy. 
because being intentional in the words of my mother of who you hang with is going to bleed into the type of leader that you are. So that category folds hand in hand with you being the type of leader with your circle of influence in front of your people that you want to be. We've talked a lot about being intentional, being intentional as a leader with your people and being intentional about who your circle of influence that feeds you, you being one of their people, those two categories, they both take being intentional. What does it mean to be intentional? How can we be more intentional in that? It links back to thinking big picture, big picture in my home, big picture in my classroom, big picture in my business. How do I want to be seen as a leader? How do I want to make an influence on my circle of influence? What's important to me? You have to start there. You have to think through that. But then with who you follow and who's in your circle that supports you, this is the element of self. Because like I said, there's an element of self in everything I talk about. There's an element of others. In the element of self, who's taking care of you? Who is your support? And how are they supporting you? So if one of my ultimate goals is growth and learning, you're going to have more people that you cling to that grow you and help you in the space that you want to be in. But if you are struggling, you might need more of a nurturing circle. You might have both, but you've got to figure out how you can best take care of you. Now, my mom lectured us with that who you hang with thing, usually when there was a bad decision being made. So I think that's easy for high school kids to let that sit on them a little bit heavy because they know that they need to be making better decisions. And if you just hang out with a bunch of people that make bad decisions, it's easier to make bad decisions. But if we're translating that to adult life, it might not be that you're making bad high school decisions. It might be that you're making negative, unimpactful, I'm just surviving. I'm not setting a good example. I'm not involved in my community. I don't know, whatever it is that you would deem. I don't love that about where I'm at right now. Find a group that supports you. Or maybe maybe for you, your negative piece is, I don't take care of myself. I don't have people that help me unwind and I'm always going 90 to nothing. I don't have anybody that makes me slow down. Your circle of influence that you're leading, they're still watching you never slow down. Translating that back to your home. If I go, 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 and I never take a moment to pause to be with my kids, when they are taught to go, 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 don't be surprised when I'm older and they don't pause to come see me. I actually am stealing that from a very dear friend who is older. Her kids are very grown, older than me. And she did tell me, she said, I raised them to be independent because I always worked so, so hard that they didn't need me. She said, I was proud when they didn't need me because I was going to go do my thing anyway until I got older and now they don't need me and they're too busy to come see me too busy. And it's easy to not have a conversation because they're too busy. She said, I feel like I've lost my kids because I taught them to be independent, so independent and so busy. This is what I get. And it's hard. And I thought, well, dang. And then I booked some time off my calendar to make it a permanent thing because I really want my kids to see me be a dreamer and a fighter for what I believe in. I want my kids to see me follow dreams with grit and perseverance. And I want my kids to see me make new friends and lean into the uncomfortable and and never stop learning and growing. But I also want my kids to see me, and this is what I'm really bad at. I also want my kids to see me take a break and enjoy moments 
and play Wahoo. That's our favorite game at home. Play Wahoo at night after dinner. I want my kids to see that our relationships are more important than email. I want my kids to see that spending time at the pool is me also getting in the pool and acting insane and not just sitting on the sidelines watching. Those fun pieces of the pillars that I hope I can create in my home, they start with the decisions that I'm making right now. And that might mean who I'm with. And if I'm with people that I follow that are just driving all the time and they never take a pause for their kids, then I do become a little bit of a bystander in, oh, but I'm not working on that day. I'm sorry that I can't meet with you. That's a day that I've cleared for my kids. If that group of people doesn't support that, am I in the right group? Am I following the right people? And I know that in workspaces, sometimes you don't have a choice of who your people are. And that's another good thing for us to dissect for a second. It is what it is. Who you are and the legacy that you leave is still up to the decisions you make and how you behave. There might be things that you can't help. There might be new spaces you're supposed to be in. But you are building your legacy constantly with your people. Whether your people are your little people at home or the students in your classroom or your patients or your clients, who your people are matters and how you take care of you will matter to your people. So think about who you should be leading and then think about who you need to be following because it grows you and makes you better. Our biggest takeaways for today is one, we are all leaders. Two, pick the people you surround yourself with, with a lot of intention. And three, all your people are your circle of influence that goes with you wherever you go. So lead well. We've talked a lot today about things that I think could be helpful to write down. So my challenge is write it out. Write out what those big picture pieces are for maybe multiple different circles of influence that are important to you. Write out what kind of people you would like to surround yourself with and then find ways to brave the uncomfortable and grow who you follow. Grow your circle that you are in, not just the circle that you lead. I'm going to leave you with this quote because I think it works so beautifully and I just love it. It's by Eric Butterworth. He says, don't go through life, grow through life. So in the name of being intentional with everyone who is your people, have a great week taking care of you and taking care of your people. Thanks for listening and being my people. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, hook me up with a five-star review wherever you're listening right now. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to the People Priority Podcast. They don't miss out on more tips, tricks, and important reminders. All right, I'll see you next week.